This is a Federal News Network podcast. Federal agency management, in fact, the Biden administration itself, have been at odds with employee unions in the COVID and vaccine debates. At the Smithsonian, employees say their concerns over contact with the public haven't been taken seriously enough, and that's had some consequences. For one view, we turn to the president of the American Federation of Government Employees, Local 2463, Reggie Booth. Mr. Booth, good to have you on. Good morning, Tom. How you doing? Good to be here. What is the situation with respect to your members who work for the Smithsonian, I guess, mainly in maintenance and security types of jobs? Yes, especially the security, the, the front line, and even the, the building service workers, the ones who have to go in behind and whether cleaning restrooms or just, you know, the overall cleanliness of the museums. Um, currently, um, they're there is a rise in COVID cases within the, the Smithsonian um, museums, and uh, many many employees right now either they're quarantined because they've tested positive or because they've been around someone um, who tested positive. And um, of course, they're not allowed to you know divulge the name of the person who um, they came into contact with. You know, so you just kind of have to wonder you know, who it was and, and, you know, and go home and quarantine. But it's, it's, it's created a lot of fear within the museum. Is it your sense that the frontline employees that meet the public, say the guards, are getting their infections from the public? Well, like I said, because of the, the fact that they're not informing um, us of who the person came into contact, they're only letting them know. This started once, you know, we started getting, you know, the public started coming back, especially around the holidays, you know, right after Thanksgiving is real busy, right after Christmas is real busy. And and now, you know, you just have so many employees that are coming down with COVID and after being at work and, you know, you kind of put two and two together and can tell something's changed. And from the frontline view, are the people coming to the museums that are still open, the visitors, they are required to be masked, are they in general? Yes, they're they're required to be masked, but especially with the, the Omicron version, where you hear them talking about, um, you know, which mask in particular are, are better or provide better safety. And, and then, you know, Tom, also the, there's not really anyone who's able to walk around and monitor to make sure that the employees are not the employees, but the visitors are keeping their mask on once they get into the building and out of sight. And so give us a sense of how many of your members have COVID. I mean, how large is the bargaining unit, the local, and about how many people do you think are out now with some sort of uh, illness? Well, the, the, the bargaining unit, we have, you know, a little over um, 2,300 people. Um, not all of them, you know, are required to work right now. Some are, are able to telework. But, um, you know, as far as because of the fact that, you know, like I said, we get um, individuals who test positive and, you know, some inform us and some don't. And we, we don't get timely um, counts from management. Um, I would have to guess at around 20 or 30 people right now that are currently out with COVID. And has that affected the ability to have full shifts and full coverage of the functions that need to be covered? Oh, um, without a doubt, Tom, that's part of the, the, the reasons with the, the closing of the, the four museums is because, of, especially as it relates to officers that are there are so many that are quarantined right now. And even just being able to keep the museums open and functioning, you know, they, they had to close those museums and shift those workers over to the other museums that are still remaining open. And therefore, the possibility arises that more people are going to the museum still open. And do you feel that could have a cascading effect 
on on the infection rates if, in fact, it is because of public contact that the people already out are out? Well, what what ends up happening is just as, as, as you described, if you if at one point you have 12 museums opening and you you close five of those, you know, now you force everybody into the museums that are remaining open. Um, recently, I was, you know, called by some of the, the union employees to National Air and Space Museum and then line, you know, it, it wrapped all the way around uh, the museum and, you know, because um, the other museums had closed. So everybody was kind of forced into that. And on top of that, you get when you hear about the positive cases in a museum and you close one museum and you now you tell the remaining employees at the closed museum, we're going to send you over to this museum that currently has a, a lot of officers home quarantine. Well, that scares them because you're telling them that you're sending them to a museum that has a high rate of COVID. What is it you would like management to do then at this point? Well, we, we would like management, number one, um, you know, to close the doors. We want them to be able to get a handle on the COVID cases to, to allow the employees that are off, um, you know, of course, to get better um, and, and, and come to work um, after they've gotten better. But we, we like to see more cleaning and whatnot um, taking place. When, when we hear of people testing positive and even, you know, the CDC recommends like the, whether the aerosol or foggers or, you know, professional people coming in doing cleaning. When you have the number of people that are testing positive and the employees don't see those type of things taking place, well, they feel like they're coming into the museum the next day and being faced with the, the, the same situation that they left. And how has management been in terms of responsiveness and talking with you about these issues? Well, management hasn't really been, um, you know, re- receptive to it. Um, we we try to get management to to be a little more informative and to meet with us, but they really don't care to discuss COVID. They have an, um, a COVID response team that the union has um, attempted to be a part of and um, requested management allow us to be on that team because we do have firsthand information. The employees call us, but um, to this date, um, you know, management hasn't um, allowed us to be a part of that. We're just looking for, you know, you know, the public's help and and, and recognizing it. Um, The employees who they walk past each day as they come into the museums, they they are terrified and, and they would like the doors to close just to give a chance for this COVID to get under control because, you know, they're nervous about taking this home to their families. Reggie Booth is president of the American Federation of Government Employees Local 2463. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. I I appreciate you having me on, Tom. We did ask the Smithsonian for management's view. They declined an interview, but a spokesman tells Federal News Network it has a mask mandate in place for all staff and museum visitors and a 94 percent vaccination rate for staff. The Smithsonian says, and I quote, encounters with the public are brief and are well below the CDC guidelines for exposure and that visitor officer contact, both masked, is literally seconds or minutes. They also said that museum entrance lobbies are wide open spaces. The spokesperson adds that at no point does the Smithsonian operate museums with staffing levels that jeopardize the safety and security of its employees, visitors, or collections. We'll post this interview and the Smithsonian statement in its entirety at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, 
it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.